Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow with hosts Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza and Aileen Drexler. I'm going to make you girls a hump day treat. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workout. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I am on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Eileen. I'm Sammy. And today we are here, just the two of us, talking all about, I went all, I went very Long Island just now, friendship, our friendship, how's, how friendships change, you know, the evolutions of friendships is we get older, we get a lot of emails about like the dynamics of, you know, how to make friends. Is it time to sunset this friendship? You know, friendships, when relationships- We're always growing and changing. We're always growing, changing, giving, receiving. So like, especially around bridesmaid stuff, like there's a lot of things there, boyfriends. Well, I think as people's, as people's like stages of life um, become less like in sync, because like basically for the first- 21 years of life mostly we're in school and um most of the time like we're pretty much like thrown together in interactions like classes and so big social events and i think after a certain point friendships definitely evolve as people sort of like take their own paths in life and maybe like discover themselves more or discover significant others or that they want to move somewhere else or who knows could be anything Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of a lot of changes, especially when you move and you have to make new friends. That's like a big one. Um, when in big ch- transitions, like if you have a kid, or if you even if you just moved to like the suburbs, <laughs> which I have done, there is like opportunity to like n- not even opportunity, but like you're less likely to see the people you used to see because of geographic convenience. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's just, and it also pressure tests, like the friendships you do have, who do you make time for, you know, and where, what, where do you spend your time? Because it's 
there's lim- there's there's just more travel. <laughs> um, but okay, so maybe we should set the stage. Aileen and I have been friends since, like, I would say our real friendship began. Like, I had your number in my phone when we were in like <laughs> sixth, sixth, maybe sixth grade, seventh grade. What phones did we have back then? <laughs> um, the Razor or the Nokia. I think I had like I, I'm pretty sure I did text you on a Nokia phone. Actually. I think I had like yeah yeah yeah. I got an I had an Nokia and I covered it. I got a new cover for it. It was like translucent hot pink. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> I once bedazzled mine. Like I glued the rhinestones. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I did that. Yeah. So, okay, we've been friends for so long. Obviously, we also halfway into our into our friendship, we became business partners, which is basically like a three-way sister-wife marriage with Jordana, <laughs> like actually, um, which has definitely like changed the dynamics, I would say. I mean, I, I'll just be like straight up, like I miss us just being friends a lot. I miss like that we could just like interact and there's like no business to talk about or yeah. associate you with. And I do wish that, it, not to say I wish we didn't have it. Obviously, I'm very, very happy that we have it. But but sometimes I do wish that like we could literally just like not have work in the brain and like just sort of really just be friends the way I'm friends with like our other friends. Right. Who it's we're so, not business it's partners so with. difficult, right, though? Like it's because it's not like we work for the company like we, this is like the, the, our brain that's like it's in my DNA at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's yes, it and, is literally in our DNA. It's a shared brain. It's a shared, yeah. And oh no, I yeah. agree. I agree with you. And it's it's definitely difficult to, um, you know, go in and out. But it was a lot easier pre-pandemic, I think, um, because we would spend, we would make time to like sort of do our do our like going out well, we and would go on trips we, we would like, go on trips and see yeah and then we wouldn't really talk about work so it was like there were more opportunities but it's it is so much harder to sort of say okay let's go to dinner and make plans but like let's not talk about work like that's really hard that's not gonna happen like I at know. this point like it's just not because um, we love work like we do love work yeah, like yeah. we care about it so much that we want to talk about it, but then also it is serious and it has consequences. So yeah. you don't want to talk about it because you do want your friendship to just be like fun. And like, okay, I'll even think like, like yesterday, okay, yesterday we went to Ariel's engagement party and I was just like, okay, like I see Aileen every day. Like, I, I don't, know, I know. like, I don't have to talk to her, <laughs> but like, but I would like to talk to you. I know. Like, I want, I want, but then to I'm like, I want to talk. Yeah. But then, right. And then I'm like, okay, well, I want to hear about like, living at the Drexlers, like, you know what, I, but like, then it's like, okay, well, I'll probably just like catch her on the Zoom for five minutes. Like, and it's like, <laughs> I'll ask you her know? on DST. Yeah. Right. Because and then it becomes like, our like, we have conversations about our lives through the podcast <laughs> and like, so learn about, yeah. I was going to say that, that like, then it becomes like, okay, what material or conversations do you want to have for the first time, but save it for DST? Because for any audience, listen, 
all audience who are listening, like that is a reality. We'll just be like, wait, let's talk about this on the podcast. But then it's like you and I are not having like private conversations yeah. at all. Well, well, then our private conversations will become like, what are we too afraid to say on the podcast uh-huh. is the only content of the private conversation. Or just like what's appropriate and how do we tie it into like the point of the show? But anyway. Yeah. And then it becomes... Yeah, yeah, and I mean, even this podcast, especially because weight was always, and food has always been a huge part of our relationship mm-hmm. before yeah. this. Before Something that Beck we re- is- related, uh, related to each other often. And just like the ways that we coped with weight or like, yeah. But we also, you and I always like enjoy, we always, I thought a big thread of our relationship was like, good tv or like good movies and good writing and like you know we love brett easton ellis like all of we like we 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 we, um contributed to his kickstarter remember that oh my gosh for the 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 canyons that Lindsay lohan was in do you know that he he has a podcast that you pay for and he's he's reading a uh a new book on through a podcast and I hear it's very good, and I really want to sign up for it. We have to pay for it; and it's kind of okay. expensive, but I want to do it <laughs> anyway. I wanted okay. to share that with you, but I guess I'm using it yeah. to tell you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like um, I always thought that. Yeah, good writing. I I feel like a good time was always like a thread of our. Like we like to have a good time. We like to enjoy <laughs> ourselves. We like to like embrace. Or just yeah, just like embrace our own r- ridiculousnesses. Yeah. And but then when like 90% of our interactions are through work, you can't fully can't go be that there. ridiculous too. Right. You can't fully <laughs> go there. Yeah. And then it's like, and that I think is what I miss the most. Right. About not having a business together. I'm on that bus with you. Yeah, maybe um, we I'm should make like school maybe bus. we should make Juhans of Eve time, and we have like <laughs> four hours a month where we just like, clown town. Clown um, town. <laughs> we go to clown town. I'm down. Um, except my clown town days are going to be very it's hard, right, hard right, especially do. right. And now, right, you're gonna have to take like a you know. And anytime I need, a, I want to clown around. I'm gonna need to get a babysitter. <laughs> Yeah, right. And okay, that I think brings us back to sort of like the beginning of this with like, not just us, but as people's stages of lives change, Mm -hmm. you have to deal with a babysitter now. (laughs) Like, like, that's the thing. Like, that is like a place that your mind now is occupied by that like, we, we used to share not having that. And now you have like, a space in your mind for like all the baby things. Right. And that is what I think brings friends apart sometimes. I think before that though, the biggest shift in friendships is when significant others come in because you're no longer telling your best friend. The best friend is no longer the first person you really tell something to. Um, Mm -hmm. Your best friend might be the first person you tell like disgusting things to. (laughs) Something. (laughs) It won't be everything anymore though. Yeah, but not like, yeah, not how you're feeling or something like that. And, you know, like there's, it starts to shift when somebody gets into a relationship and you stop telling them like, oh, how often you're having sex or like, you know, (laughs) things like that. And you start to keep that more private. I feel like that is the, the, the most significant shift between when it comes to people, to friend, I I think female friendships at the very least. Um, I was going to say that as well as the dynamic when, Friends tend to do the same things at the same times, groups of friends. So 
friends tend to get boyfriends at the same time and they tend to get engaged at the same time and they tend to start getting pregnant at the same time. Right now, I have three friends who are <laughs> pregnant, all do like August <laughs> to November. Yeah. Wait, I'm trying to think, do I have more? Well, you just had another friend who just had a baby too. Yes. So she yes. had two friends in the who just had a baby. I also had a friend who gave birth this weekend in Israel. So, oh, okay. You know, yeah. Different friend. But babies are popping out. Like they're just, I'm, my life is a whack a mole of babies. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually whacking the babies. But <laughs> yeah, like I think that friends tend to do things together and. I almost feel like the experience of doing things together maintains friendships that might have expired otherwise. Mm-hmm. So when you are able to keep a friendship through different life stages, that's a very special thing. I agree with you. I agree. And I think it's also, um, it's, it's, it takes work too. Like, um, and I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think a lot of people say, you know, oh, if it takes work, it's not worth doing necessarily like it should be easy to maintain friendship i think anything that you find is worth putting in work is worth maintaining right right this episode is brought to you by newly have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff i have a solution for you newly newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there. And I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to newly, that's N-U-U-L-Y dot com and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Okay, when you say work, I think people, when... Something that I, I think of often, I'm like, I'm like, okay, when we say relationships take work, whether it's couple or friend, whatever, yeah. what work? What is the work? What is work? Because um, it's actually not that hard. I or, or I think of a marriage as a different le- level of work than a friendship, clearly. But I think when it comes to a friendship, if you really want to maintain it, is it that hard? No, no, but it just requires more energy and requires um like you not to fall back on your just day to day and not get stuck in like your bubble. I think that part is sort of the hardest to get your pull yourself out of and say, oh, let me check in with this person. Let me make sure to text this person about like this thing I'm watching. Cause like, you know, I, it's, it's just, it just requires like another level of energy. And to me, I don't think that that's a 
bad thing like to to because I feel like I can hear myself saying this and then somebody else being like well if you if, if it if it takes so much effort then why is it worth pursuing that friendship but to me it's just like some people just like get comfortable in their just routine and then they're just a year later they're like wait where did all my friends go you know, right. and I, yeah. that, that I think is important is just to sort of reach out here and there, make sure to like move things around, to come to a girl's dinner, plan a girl's dinner, invite people, you know, like things like that where no significant others are also invited. Like me, there's also that dynamic of like, when do you bring your, your partner <laughs> and do double dates or whatever, triple, quadruple dates? Right. And when do you not? Um, right. That is, a, that is. A navigation as well and it often depends on like how do the partners get along like you know yeah, but do they are yeah. they easy with each other like is it yeah it becomes another weird. level that, yeah, that it does I think is, is adds a la- layer of potential difficulty because it's so much easier when when the fret when the partners get along but just to go back to the effort work question when things aren't so amazing all the time let's say you you do you check in blah 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 maybe somebody's pissing you off it's mm. so much easier to just sort of be like Ugh, i don't have to see them that often i don't have to say anything and then it festers i think part of the work which is the uncomfortable part not necessarily hard part but emotionally hard is to say something like hey like can i talk to you about something and then maybe right. that'll bring you closer too um but that i think that's all part of the quote unquote work that's required. right. Having the conversation that like might not go well or like might make things worse for a little bit or I think make things better. <clears throat> but also, okay, something that I've been thinking about that maybe doesn't even go like noticed is you know how we got so many of like our habits and just like our impressions of the world, like our schemas from our parents. Mm-hmm. I think that like our view of friendship is very impacted by our parents view of friendship like did your parents have do your parents have friends how did your parents make friends how deep are your parents friendships how like do you have like an aunt so-and-so like you know i think that i think that that i do think it goes unsaid how much your parents model for you what friends look like and what it means to be a good friend like how much are you on the phone with friends how much are you on the phone with you know that that kind of thing and i say this because my both my mother and my grandfather had friends since they were five like from they were like children like there Mm -hmm. were people who knew my grandfather since he was six years old at his funeral like my Mm -hmm. mom's friends are her friends from growing up in roslyn like and i watched her and him like maintain these friendships over years i watched them have fights with people where they just couldn't stand them for like a month at a time and then make up with them Mm-hmm. And like I watched them talk to them and keep up over holidays. And like I feel like it showed me, oh, like, and now I have, you know, our friends have been friends forever. Like, and I feel like to me, it like taught me, like, okay, like you keep your friends. This is, these are the act- actions that look like that. What that, these are the actions that cons- constitute friendship. And that's, and like, they should be important in your life and you should try to make them long lasting and deep mm-hmm. because, and like, to me, I've never even like seen any other w- like way yeah, to, to relate to friends. 
Yeah, I think my parents, I was just thinking about this. Like, I don't know if my parents had, when I was growing up, that many friends with them because they, like, immigrated here. But um, then I'm thinking back, no, they that's not now. true. They have, no, 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 but, but when you're younger, that's when you're the most impressionable. And I was like, wait, that's right. not true. They have, like, their Russian friends that immigrated here, too. And the ones that we, like, always hung out with that I sort of just went along with were the friends, like, my dad, they had the most stories with, like, the most, like, they're family-esque friends that you go to sleep over for a weekend's time and you spend time together and they're always drinking and I'm like playing with the kids and it's like a like a family friend. It's, it's called a family friend. Yes, it's <laughs> and, family friend. Yeah. And and it's a very close family friend that lasts forever. And it's 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 a fa- it's like a not no superficial bullshit kind of friendship. No. And um that's all I guess I, that's what I was. That's also that's what I was grown. That's what I grew up around too. Actually, my my mom has like new. They made new friends here who are also Russian. <laughs> and your parents have a lot of friends. Like my impression of your parents is that there's friends in the picture, and I'm yeah, sure yeah, that now. like. It, but yeah, it's but it's just different types of <clears throat> people. But it's like people who've been around forever, right. and right. yeah, I guess that's the model for sure. And I and I do feel so grateful. Like, I do feel like this is one area of my life where I'm like, I am so grateful and I want to like learn how to be a better friend because because I know I see how hard it is for people to make friends as an adult, like real deep friendships. Like it's it's genuinely challenging. Like I think about who my mom's friends are, like she's only made a few of those and most of them are like longer lasting. But like, okay, so I feel like the question we should answer is like, how do you make friends as an adult? Have you made any friends as an adult? What constitutes as an adult? <laughs> I don't feel like an adult right like now. Like post, post, post college. Mm. <laughs> I I'm friends with like my now like in law. <laughs> um, you're you're friends with Rusty's friends' wives. Friendly, yeah, we're friendly. Right. Okay. It's easier to become friendly with someone than it is to become friends. I will say that. Yeah. I think I'll probably make more friends because I have kids or like I moved to my house in the suburbs and like have like fucking mommy and me shit. <laughs> yeah, I do yeah. think you make like real friends at that kind of thing. Um, you can make friends at work. Yeah, well, I have um, I have uh, a friend from college from Binghamton that's still my close friend. <laughs> but this is how do you make friends as an adult? <laughs> Yeah, I think. Yeah, like, I think work friends, your work friends, you you sort of again, but you have to put an effort to say like, oh, let's get, let's. It's it's so much easier to do as a kid because you're so much less self conscious. Yeah, um, but like, you, you just you have, have to, to like, kind of make be an effort. Willing to be like, like put something. Okay, and I've actually started trying to like just be a little more friendly. Like post pandemic is something that like I wanna, I wanna be more so, like I wanna be more social instead of like my hermit self, like I do feel that I actually get a lot of benefit and I feel better when I'm interacting with people. And so I want to become a little bit less of like a hermit and like less avoidant. And what I've realized is that you just have to like initiate. You just have to be like, hey, would you ever want to like grab lunch or like grab a drink or whatever it is? Like, and I think finding people that you have something in common with and you, where you sort of both feel like you have something in common and it's just like you just have to ask i think um and put yourself out there and it's like a little weird sometimes and you're a little worried they're gonna say no 
<laughs> you know what I find the hardest, most challenging for me is like believing someone when they offer you like, oh, I'm here if you like ever want to help talk, like talk right. or like, you know, like it, it's just, it's just yeah. like, what's your ulterior motive? Yeah. But, but I think, I think the, the key is to take, like, I don't actually mean that when I say that, like, I, I don't actually have trouble trusting them. I'm just like in my back of my head, I'm so not used to you know, people outside of my bubble just being like, oh, you right. want to hang out? You want to do this? You want to do that? So like, if that happens to you, you don't always have to be the one to initiate, but you do have to be the one to say, okay, this person is being serious. They're reaching out and I am looking for some more camaraderie in this area of my life. So um, maybe I'll take you up on that and make an effort to go out of your comfort zone because it's so much easier to say, oh, I'm a little busy and just like, stay, right. you know, and watch Handmaid's Tale. So I think, <laughs> I think that part is, and then you just have to get over like the awkwardness of like, like the first date <laughs> with your friend, with right? A, with a potential well, I th- friend. I think working on like receiving from a new person you don't know without feeling like, oh my God, is this like a pity friendship? Like, like, I think that that is, I, I once read that like, someone doing a favor for you endears them to you more than you doing a favor for them. So like accepting whatever they're giving you or offering, I think actually is a muscle because we're so not used to taking compliments or accepting help or whatever it is. But, you know, I also think an interesting thing is like, because we have had these long, long friendships, there's a little bit of like a thick as thieves kind of vibe Mm -hmm. that we have. And I think that that has maybe prevented us from like exercising that muscle of like a new person might just be being friendly and like if they might mean it you know yeah right Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Let's just now switch to a different thing. Like, cause I, okay. I think another, I think another big piece of this is like knowing when to let go. Um, or like it, there's, there's, there's different parts of it. There's like knowing when to let go of someone who has become surface level when to take a surface level friendship to the next level. It's like, there's all these different 
um, these different dynamics that I think make it so challenging. But like, ultimately, it's like a less serious form of dating. Mm hmm. Right. Um, but we also just just to let everybody know, we are addressing like listener messages like you guys wrote in so many questions about, you know, navigating friendships. So I know it's like really on your mind. Um, like how do you, like the first one, how do you make friends as an adult? So do you want to, do you want to go through like, what's the best way to end a friendship? Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, I think we should, we should talk about that. Why Um, would you end a friendship, Sammy? Honestly, there's, I can only think of like one friendship that I genuinely, I'm like, this has got to be over. Really? And the person. Is it me? (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding. Why would it be you? I'm just you think kidding. the one person is you. The one person. I'm just kidding. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> take, take my, please receive my love. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. I think the reason to end a friendship rather than just sort of let it lie. Like, I think you can like let a friendship lie and just not be close anymore without ending a friendship. The only reason I think there is to actually end a friendship is because the person is genuinely toxic to you and or your relationships and your life and you feel that they are harming you emotionally um that's the only reason i would like cut somebody off but i would like sort of just trickle you, out you would let to someone i didn't fizzle. feel like yeah i would let a i would allow a fizzle but like a, here's the thing with a fizzle a fizzle can come back at a different point in your life mm-hmm. like i've had many fizzles and re, re recuperations and I think that that's like okay, mm-hmm. um, because like sometimes like maybe you're like in a little different place for a minute, and then maybe sometimes like you have something like really in common, and you are they're the perfect person for you to talk to, and you suddenly relate again. Like I don't think that that is, I don't know. Maybe other people wouldn't agree with me and wouldn't like that I fizzled them, but <laughs> <you know? laughs> but I don't mind being fizzled either. <laughs> I wouldn't mind being fizzled. Um, I think there is also a difference between like actively fizzling someone out and actually accepting like the natural cycles of relationships. So at some points in your life, you might be really close because of your, what you're going through. You're both going through a similar thing. And then all of a sudden you're like just very different places. Um, and maybe you're a little less close. You don't talk as often. And then maybe it comes back. But that neither at any point of that, you're just like, oh, I can't. I don't want to be friends with you. Right? I think the right. fizzle, the active fizzling out, like, you know, just sunsetting friendship is, <laughs> is when you don't really see eye to eye with them about whether maybe it's nothing like that dramatic like you said earlier like they're toxic maybe it's not that but it's just i don't really think that we'll ever be like i don't really want to put any effort into this i don't think we'll ever be that close and i think i'm just gonna sort of slowly pull out (laughs) (laughs) and just not go back in so i think um that there's there's a difference between that but do you think that all of this needs this much like thoughts like i do actually okay um i i actually think some that it does because i think that there are so many like i don't want to say misconnections but just like you never know how someone else is feeling really 
And like, I think that it's, I, I think that there's a lot of focus put on for women, it's relationships and for men, it's their careers. And in both cases, the friendship is sort of this like, oh, it's great if you have them, but if you don't, you can live without them. And I actually don't think human beings can really be okay without friends. I think we're like social animals and we're designed to rely on people around us, like a certain number of them. And obviously having like a tight knit family, I'm not saying like, you know, your sister can't be a friend for somebody, but I think like like isolation, there's all these studies that like being isolated is like, can take years off your life. Like isolation is like really detrimental to your health. Mm-hmm. And I think that like people don't necessarily realize that they're like, that they're on the way to that mm-hmm. because they're not valuing the people around them or they're not dedicating the time or they're thinking like, oh, when this, when my work slows down or when my relationship is bad, I'll go back to friends. But like, mm-hmm. yeah. you really need know friends. Like your your husband can't be everyone for you. Your kids can't be everyone for you. And I think I that it's and, and I'm not saying you need like 20 friends. You don't need 60 closest, 60 of your closest girlfriends, Ramona. Ramona. Like you just need <laughs> you really just need one real friend. Yeah. I think. Yeah. One to two. Just not yeah, one to two. pressure on that one. <laughs> um, but I, I <laughs> right. agree. And I'm glad you yeah. I'm glad you pointed out, because I wanted to say this before, um, that you're partner your his significant other husband whatever whatever is your partner or your um the, your chosen one that you live with is is your end all be all and i don't sure they can be a best friend i don't think i think that society puts too much pressure on like your partner to be everything mm-hmm. and um once you sort of accept that you know you, you saw all these people are just like Oh, they have to have the exact sense of humor as me, and they have the exact same test, sense of taste of music and arts and TV as me. And I'm like, when you accept that that's not realistic, and you can seek that out in other people, you'll realize that you're, you'll be your health, <laughs> and you'll just be more fulfilled. Like for me, like Rusty and I, like find a lot of things funny, same things funny, but not all things funny. Like I can laugh for about something else entirely with like you or Jordana or like, totally, you know, and it's a different type of laughter. It's a different type of like, you get it. Like I wouldn't yes. tell Rusty this. He'd be like, Oh, hello. I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, I have funny. like, right. I have that too. I have that too. Like, like we just have like different things. Yeah. Like we're, like we're on different wavelengths about certain things and that's like fine because I'm on the same wavelength with other people about it. Exactly. Like, and you don't have to judge your relationship. Um, by being on the that. same wavelength about everything. Totally for that. You know, like there's so many other ways in which you're fulfilled by that person and that person doesn't have to be everything to you. And that's where friendships come in. And I know you're saying like health is related to friendships, not just because like it's the like isolation is so bad for you, but because friendships do fulfill a lot for you. Like they do they yeah. add a lot to your life. And like whether that's having someone to confide in, if like your relationship is is not amazing or someone to confide in you if like do you want to talk about like an in-law that you can't talk to your <laughs> or just right. like any anything that's happening like like I said like if I want to share something like really disgusting that I find hilarious about like myself <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily tell Rusty like I would send like a funny video to like 
Alexa. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? So it's, it's, it's like the, having the people for different things in your life is also just as important. Right. Um, and for all for the talk health. of like social anxiety and how like much we have it. And I do being with people actually does increase like your mood and it brings you, it takes you out of yourself for a minute and like, or an hour or whatever. And it really does add to your life. Even if you're like, you want to cancel and you're like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Once you, once I do it, I'm always like, oh, that was great that I did that. You know, I, that, that's the thing that I wanted to say earlier that I totally like lost uh, spaced out is social anxiety. And I'm like, I don't think that people would think that I have social anxiety, but I have so much social anxiety and it's like, not necessarily like (laughs) just being around people gives me anxiety. It's like the anticipation of what are we going to talk about? (laughs) Yeah. Then like when you're in the convos, I'm like so in myself. You're just so like in my head. So, so intensely and like, yeah, so how about that weather? And you're like, shit, did I just talk about the weather? And you're just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like all of that. You just I get think so everyone's in your feeling head. this way. I think no, everyone's I've feeling this way like after that, the though. pandemic. No, yeah. I have too. I've always felt like, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about with people? Mm-hmm. But like, honestly, at this point, I'm just sort of like, whatever. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I don't know. Like at some point, like I stopped caring as much. And it's it's more like, okay, th- this is more my social anxiety. Unless I am in like a zero pressure situation, like being 100% left alone, I feel some level of anxiety. So it's not like yeah. the people's fault. It's just no. when there is like, put me in the elevator and I feel anxiety. Oh my like God. it's just like, it's just the act of being anywhere besides my cave. Yeah. Small my, doubts of anxiety. My challenge is being okay with silence. Um, and it's just accepting like lulls. <laughs> like I, I need to fill them. Rusty's worse, but I need to fill oh, them. Yes. <laughs> I, need I need to, to fill just... them too. I hate them. I'm like, oh my god, this person just like, oh my god, we're so awkward. I'm so awkward. <laughs> yeah, we're so awkward. Like, I'm not, am I, I a human? Like, like, should I bring up the heat? Like, wait, we're having. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, do you want right? <laughs> and when you don't have a drink, it's even harder. That's, that's why, why the drink. Yeah. That's why like having like one drink. I can't imagine not even having one drink because like I need that to like make the low less painful. Also not to tie this back into dating, but I'm going to do it. That's why with women, women meeting women friends, it's the easiest thing to make a friendship around what diet you're on, how you want to lose weight, all like the superficial stuff. It, I, I found it so easy and how quick, well, when I was more in it, Guys. Maybe that's why we be, why we're like okay, like able to get to this point of our friendship because we were like first we were like we got we broke the seal with our body image issues. Yeah. No, but I, and I'm then serious. we discovered we have a passion for the finer things. When I <laughs> finer things in life club. Um I yeah, I was when I was more in it, like way more in it, which most of my life but I found it so easy to talk about like what you're doing to lose weight or like what you're eating or you're not eating. And like you enjoy it. You get like this high off of talking about it. Commiserating over like uh-huh. how clothes are like hard and now I, to fit I, I or sort whatever. Of, I don't engage in those conversations as much anymore. And um, it's Once hard. Once you eliminate body image talks, gossip, the weather, it's, it's, you, 
You literally what, have television we, can left. We, can we put the weather back in the category I of agree. acceptable the weather. Okay, look, the weather, now that climate change is here and the weather's <laughs> insane, I think the weather is now acceptable to talk about. I think it is, the weather. It was fucking so hot on June 6th that I'm like, okay, we got to talk about this. Something's I wrong. Think- the weather take climate change though out of it <laughs> we don't have to, we don't have to politicize necessarily weather at this point i don't think it's political it's scientific fine fine you know well it depends how the person is thinking about it on the other end but for me like we're all experiencing the weather right like it's all affecting our lives like you wake up and you check the weather because it affects what you're gonna do what you're gonna wear how you're gonna feel and you can't even my, have how a big party. my feet are going to be at that current <laughs> moment right now. So, so I think we should allow. Let's let's normalize weather conversations. Yeah. <laughs> also, okay. like, yeah, it's like it's okay. We're also the weather determines so much more than like everyone wants to admit. Like, remember Memorial Day weekend? No, it, it changed everybody's weekend. The weather. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're not going to talk about the fact that it's raining. And therefore, your plans are ruined. Yeah. And you're not having the plans. What are you doing? Um, Exactly. Another type of conversation that Tony Soprano said was the lowest form conversation was remember when, which I disagree. I think reminiscing and It depends how much you do it. Okay, it depends fine, how much you do all it all the time but to me it is so enjoyable i can put myself back in my shoes and i can laugh harder than i laughed in that moment and it's so it feels so good but not all the time i agree he, here's the thing i actually do agree with him but it depends like how much and in what context because sometimes a good remember when can be like perfect yeah. But other times it's like, okay, we've fucking relived this 35 times. I mean, okay, I, as long I, I don't as it's need not to. a constant reliving. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay, another theme we want to talk about um, is how do you not compete with friends or feel jealous or resentful of them as everyone, you know, you graduate college and you move into different life stages and you might have different things happening at different times. Someone might be making a lot of money in their job and you might really be struggling or someone might be in a relationship that's amazing and you might have just literally gone through a horrible breakup. Um, And this happens like a lot, you know, I think about like, even when you get to like the stage of moms, like you could have a friend who's really having trouble conceiving and then a friend who's like on her third kid. Like there's so many times where that, um, comes into play and i just wonder like how do you manage that have you ever dealt with that like how to manage jealousy or jealousy or competition or like resentment over something trying to think if it's like something specific or general of other people um or sometimes it's not necessarily so maybe it's 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 less of a jealousy about what they're doing but more so like if I'm at a different stage as you, like you only want to hang out with the people that are in the exact same stage as you. So it's yeah. like you feel like a a left out feeling. You know what I mean? Like if I, I wasn't, I wasn't, yeah, I, I was eating rusty in 2014. So there was a lot of friends of ours that were like single for a long period of time th- that I was just like, I felt so, you know, oh, you don't want to hang out with me anymore because I'm not like trying to like 
hook up with people at this point where I was like a hookup monster. Sorry, Rusty. Before. <laughs> well, I <laughs> you know, think probably you know like I mean? on the other side, they probably were like, I wish I had a relationship like Aileen does that's stable and like, you know. I, I get. I don't feel, I, I happen to know that I didn't, I was not part of that because that was like my Israel time. So I was not one of the ones who, um, was, like, yeah. Yeah, I like I you started dating Rusty the day I went to Israel. Like literally, you were like Rusty's my boyfriend officially that day that I left. Really? What day was yeah. that? <laughs> it was like August something. Oh my god, like, it was afraid. August twenty. It was on my. It was. Oh my god, yes, it was on my an- yeah. wedding anniversary. Coincidentally, that's yeah. So funny. Also, like my wedding anniversary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. totally. Like, I think. um for me, the the biggest point of like jealousy has always been that like our friends are so thin and never had to, or many of them are so thin and never had to like struggle to wear cute stuff or like hook up with like had an easier time with guys. We're finding like yeah. that first oh, yeah. guy. Obviously, there's like you know because of that, and I always felt like oh I'm like not the hot one. Like I was, but then I will say something that I think post college always gave me confidence was that we had this business, and I always felt like. Oh, like we like I have something that I feel like I really can own and feel like not own, like well own, but they're proud of more like that I'm proud of and that I have like a place. And I think that one of the easiest ways to not feel jealousy or competition is to know that like you have your own path and your own place and that it's okay if it doesn't look have all the components that theirs have. Right. Yeah. So I was gonna ask, I guess the follow-up question is is how do you well let's say you don't have anything that like special say you don't have mm-hmm. like this special com- like a company like right. that's unique yeah. like you're just you have a job like everybody else you you know you're you're on apps like everyone else and you know how do you sort of navigate that comparison you know i as tink says comparison is the thief of thief joy, of joy. <laughs> so as takes and like gandhi before her yeah. <laughs> for <Or> like someone <laughs> how but, do you which i i i maybe that is how you navigate is is have some sort of mantra or something that you can fall back on to remind yourself that you know this jealousy or this feeling of like inadequacy because of some perceived status of someone else is is making it worse is harming is, you is, is yeah it's harming you like maybe just constantly just reminding yourself that it actually doesn't mean anything and and think about it's a perception thing and not a real thing and that you know once you get rid of that jealousy like you have more room for joy or like you have more room for that other thing that thing that you want to happen right Um, also like this is just one point in time like you might be the one who has it has seems to have it all later and and they might not and and i think that like sort of just like trying to look at your friend as like okay they're not like the person who has the boyfriend and with this like they're just this person they're just like my friend yeah. And to try to like think about like why you're friends with them and like focus on those things, like that they're not all this stuff that surrounds them because ultimately like if someone's rich, they could become not rich. If someone, you know, yeah. uh, you know, they whatever they have, like it could status and I'm not saying you status. wish that to go away, but like that's not who they are. That's just like where they are now. And 
Mm-hmm. And I think going back to like, you don't want to kind of like turn around and it's like, where did all my friends go? Like to have, you don't want that resentment to get in the way of like what could be a really important person in your life. Mm-hmm. I think the part, the place where it, does get tricky is if that person is trying to like impose advice they're like you know solicited or unsolicited advice on like how you could do xyz you know because they think that they're like the the they know uh, the expert now because they have it i think that happens often um and I feel like, what would you do in that scenario? If let's say either somebody lost weight and then all of a sudden they're like telling you what you should do or like, um, or you can't help but ask what they did, you know? Um, I would probably just silently harbor some resentment <laughs> and, talk, and then go tell someone else what's bothering you. Talk me. shit. That's, <laughs> no, not it? even talk shit. No, not even talk shit. Like, I mean, say to someone else, like, I am struggling because of this, like, because of this conversation. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I, I couldn't say it to the person, but I could say to someone else, I feel jealous. Okay. I think that also, like, you could, to that, per- if you were to say to that person, you don't have to say I'm jealous, but you could say, like, I appreciate. I think it helps I, to label the feeling. The feedback. I, you know, I appreciate but, it, but, like, I'm not really, like, thanks, but, you know, I got it. Thanks. Right. I right. got it. You know, I'm doing my own thing. I figured it out. I'm, I'm, I'm working as I go. Yeah, you know, or yeah. Yeah, I think it's like all it's there's so every situation is so like specific and particular. Mhm. Totally. Um but that does happen and if you are a person who does that and imposes unsolicited advice to someone who you perceive is um not as together in a way that you think that you are, stop now. <laughs> yeah. Please do, do that friend and everyone else a favor and stop now. All right, guys. Well, if you guys have any, you know, thoughts, ideas, friends, help, and you need help navigating any type of friendship questions, we do answer Dear DSTs on Thursdays. Um, or if you have a win around a friendship, again, like our non-scale wins do not have to be around food or eating. It could just be about something like this. Like health comes, health is about everything in your life. It's not just about food. Email us DST at Betches.com. Send us your dear DSTs, DST at Betches.com or DM us at Diet Starts Tomorrow. And um, maybe make some friends in the DSTers Facebook group if you want. There's lots yeah. of action in there. Um, you all have this podcast in common, at least. At least. This is a good place to start. You guys can just be like, I'm such an elite. No, I'm such a Sam. <laughs> I actually do think that, like, having shared interest in, like, what you consume media-wise is actually a good, not, like, that's not going to, like, make your whole friendship. But I do think that's, like, a good starting point because it shows, like, typically it shows that you're entertained by the same things. You value the same things. You enjoy the same, like, atmosphere. I would mm-hmm. say. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's where that's a place to start. It's a place to start for sure. So go join that Facebook group. Follow us. I'm at Eileen. Sammy's at Sammy with an one M and one I. And, <laughs> and we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com.
Betches.